The Distraction, hosted by former Deadspin writers Drew McGarry and David Roth, is a new sports podcast coming from Defector and Stitcher. Join the guys and their guests as they break down the week in sports while addressing their fair share of off-the-field issues. Whether it's discussing NBA players getting testy in the bubble, Bill Belichick cutting 80% of his roster just to keep himself interested, or horrifying takes from sports talk radio that need to be broken down, Drew and Roth are ready to serve you some hot sports action. But do stick around for a few extra distractions. You deserve them. Listen and subscribe to The Distraction, a Defector podcast, right now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Maybe I'm crazy, but the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. No, you are crazy. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. You know, you know that song. You made it Miami up Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Did you put any team there? Miami Dolphins number one. No, that's the real song we sing. LA at Lakers. We, no, we sing at the LA stadium. Lakers. Don't do it. No, that's not. LA Acres number one. No, I don't know who the LA Acres are. It seems like a very nice neighborhood. That's really the song in the stadium. It's that ridiculous. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. That is actually a song. Shout out 305. Okay, we'll look it up. Um, I'm Joy Taylor. That's Brandon Newman. Oh, that- Don't look it up. It's, uh, it's awful footage. The, we, the we've had this conversation before. Remember there's like a T-Pain remix, which we all tried oh, to forget. Oh, yes. No, well, that's all- the one. You should sing that one. No, we should not. We've all forgotten that one. And then there's Fins Up. Fins to the left. Fins to the right. We're at the only game in town. That one. You, you, you have no heart when you sing it. I it's, have. You gotta really like like you gotta. Well, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. Fins to the left. Fins to the right. I did the opposite, but yeah. What you know what I mean? Bone crusher. <laughs> oh my god. John. <laughs> oh my god. Josh Rosen. <laughs> that would be such a great intro. Okay. So that's how the bone crusher. Right, we need one percent yeah, of that yeah, we, when uh, you get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have Jordan Canada on today, hey. WNBA Seattle Storm point guard. Yes, um, warning, warning, snowflake warning. We are going to talk about women getting paid equally. Ooh, women know. playing sports you and know. getting paid. Oh my God. It's like trigger warning. Five thousand horror movie for Woo! some of y'all. Sensitivities are going to be triggered, misogynist. Anyway, uh, we'll also talk about the Dolphins and Josh Rosen, oh, yes. the New York Football Giants, mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets have major beef with the uh, referees, which I think is very ill-advised. But we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Kyler Murray, um, uh, White Lightning. You know about White Lightning? Uh, I'm gonna tell you about White Lightning. White, no. White Lightning. Okay. It's very fast. All right. Uh, the Avengers, obviously, we're we're going to talk about the Avengers and Game of Thrones. Don't worry, we'll say spoiler alert before we say something. So this whole thing, uh, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, spoiling your day with talk yes. of fair pay and lots of other things. All right, so let's get started with Jordan Canada. All right, Jordan Canada, point guard for the hey. Seattle Storm, uh, UCLA alumni, along with uh, yeah. Ariana, fam, fam. Berlin, mm-hmm. gymnastics, uh, and and really just everywhere. Ariana's everywhere. We're gonna get to that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. But you've been doing things. Yeah, you've been you've behind behind the scenes. We're gonna get yeah. to you because I feel like you have stories and stuff, and you're not sharing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being stingy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Jordan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. You were drafted fifth overall by the Seattle Storm last yes. year. Um. I've seen a couple of your games at UCLA. Uh. And obviously, you have a relationship with Earl, and Earl's my fiance, Earl Watson. Obviously, we were actually uh you know just low key. We were in the gym. You know. Yeah. Oh, y'all was in the gym? Yeah. Yeah. Last night. Last night. Oh, damn. Put in work. 
you know, because she's dedicated. Okay. I sat there eating cheese sticks, but okay. I, you know, I watch. Yeah, of course. So I'm learning, you know, just absorbing the greatness in the in the gym, right. the women's gym, which is very nice, by the way. Which um, one? Earl also said that I couldn't hit a three pointer, which is she offensive. hit one. Yeah, she the did. second try. Yeah. Okay. No more okay. Yeah. Thank That's you. One of those things you know that what? I appreciate you saying that because no. Earl always tries to front and change up the story. Yeah. So we need it on the record. I always yeah. have to have witnesses. You do too, by the way. So, I do not. But that's why I need a witness. I was about to say, it's good that Jordan came off like, because if that came out of your mouth, I would have been like, you know what I'm saying? That's but yeah. just rude. Yeah. That's rude. I'm, I'm taking offense no, to you that. No, you, you know, you got to. Listen, know I'm, a, I'm a showman. We got to exaggerate something. Man, I see your veins. <laughs> I see your veins. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Well, so you won a championship your first year. Yeah, that's what crazy. was that like? Greatness. It was crazy because I never thought in a million years my first year I would come in and win a championship. Um, and to actually contribute, because you know there's some people, some teams that come in with rookies, they don't mm-hmm. play that much. But I actually had a, a pretty solid role um, with this team. And I actually came in, contributed, and that's what's so crazy to me. I feel like I actually was involved in winning the championship and not just you know sitting on the sideline and just watching. But it was great. It's an amazing feeling. I know what it's like to be in a championship atmosphere now, so I'm just ready to get after it. Um, and hopefully go back to back. Well, how does the game change? Like we talk a lot about college basketball mm-hmm. for women's and Notre Dame's big community there. So I, I've watched a lot. How's the game changed from the collegiate level to when you hit WNBA? It's a lot different. Just the speed of the game, um, the IQ of the game. You're playing against stronger, faster, quicker mm-hmm. women. Um, and so you just you just got to be on it. Like things that I did in college, I could not do in the pros. Scoring is much difficult. Um, like I just had a hard time trying to adjust. And then towards the end of the season, I kind of got used to it. But my teammates were a big uh, help in that, just helping me out as much as possible. And the defensive schemes are different. Like every night, like you have a couple players on teams, and you're playing them different versus mm-hmm. in college. Like you have one scheme that you follow right. all through the game. And then in WNBA, you have, like, switching on this player. You have hedging on this player. So you always have to be alert and aware of who you're guarding at all times. And that was the most difficult uh, part for me was trying to come in and defend and play against Diana Taurasi, play against Skylar Diggins. It's just really tough. But I learned a lot. So I'm excited for this season. What was the biggest transition off the court from college to pros because you just talked about all the all the adjustments that you have to make on the court like what what personally was different being independent Mm. if you're in college everything's handed to you food you got meetings all the time like everything is just given to you when you're in the pros like i remember the first game uh we were playing against arizona at arizona um i mean playing against phoenix um and uh we got off the bus and they were like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, what? There's no meetings. There, we don't have dinner together. Right, right. Like, you gotta find food on your own. You gotta <laughs> learn to like adjust, and you have so much free time. So it's like, what are you gonna do in those in those free time? And like, I had no idea what I was doing. I would usually sit in a hotel and just be chilling, like taking naps and everything, <laughs> like trying to figure out what I'm gonna eat. But it's so much more independent, um, and I love it because, like I said, in college, like you're so used mm-hmm. to having your time being managed by school and your coaches. It's just really difficult. But that was something that I loved was having more free time. Yeah, it's it's a totally different routine from the pros to, to college from the pros. What what's it like work or playing with Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart? Like you mentioned, some mm-hmm. of the 
all-time great players that you go against but the like those women are on your team it's amazing uh everyone that I, everyone that knows me knows sue bird is my favorite player of all time that's dope. That's dope. So when I got drafted to Seattle, I was just like in shock because I was like, wow, I actually get to play with my favorite player of all time. Like, this is crazy. Um, my first uh, interaction with her was like actually really embarrassing because I didn't know what to say to her because I was like so <laughs> in shock. I was yeah. starstruck. And we had this like little interview with us together and she was asking me questions. And literally the first thing she said is, what's your favorite type of bird? And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking? She's like, Sue Bird. She's like, there's lots of birds. There's chicken. There's Big Bird. Like, what? What? What is your favorite type of bird? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess like Big Bird. Like, so awkward. <laughs> and I felt, and I, and I felt so stupid. That's and a, I, that's a question. Like, yeah, it was a simple question. And she, and she was like, if this is the hardest question, like, we're gonna have problems. And I was like, oh sh. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough, man. It's you, tough. Meet your idols. Meet it, your idols. It is. really is tough. I never thought I would run into that problem, but I did. And, and now, like, we're cool. Like, I have no problem talking to her. But learning some stuff from her um, on the court, just learning how to be a professional off the court, um, how she carries herself, um, how she's so into the details and the little things, mm. especially as a point guard, that's so important. I mean, coming into the league, point guard is the hardest position to, to play right. and right. learn to adjust. So just learning those little things from her has helped, helped me improve my game uh, throughout the season. So I'm, I hope she stays a lot, around a lot longer because I desperately... Yeah, keep sponging yeah, off her. Keep yeah, keep sponging off her for sure. So talking about next year, obviously you guys just won a champion championship and you talked about repeating. But you lost Brianna Stewart. Mm -hmm. So Stewie's out, yeah. uh, which was much discussed, which we'll talk about in a few yeah, minutes. A lot of heat. But what are you expecting your role to be this year? Because, you know, that's a, obviously a huge loss. Um, well, hopefully, you know, bring in some more points. Like I said, last year was it was a lot more difficult for me to score. Um, so I think coming in, just having that mindset of being more confident in my shot, um, creating more opportunities for my teammates. Um, and defensively, I think it's going to be something that's really important for me to bring to the team this year uh, is my defense and my aggressiveness. So hopefully, you know, that's something that I could bring to the team this year. What kind of defensive player do you consider yourself? Because, uh, I mean, me personally, um, you know, eons ago, uh, when I was a player. Talk to me, I, uh, Well, I did talk. I talked a lot. Now, yeah. you are not... I don't think you're a shit talker. No, I'm not. No, I'm talking about talking. Tell tries... me about what you're talking about. What no, you, I was you... a shit talker, okay. and I was a cheater. I would cheat. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that's cheat. <laughs> but, you know, like, just do little things. Like, I like I would, I would like to get in people's minds. You know what I mean? Because I'm little. Okay. So, I'm like, you know, this is... I was 97 pounds in high school, so it's not like I was, like, little, little. Like, little, little, little. Right. So, yeah. like, you know, like, just pull on a little jersey. Just a little jersey tug. Yeah. Let them know you're there. Just say something mean, and then just right. kind of scurry off. Yeah. For the refsies, stuff like that. Nah, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> Earl tried Earl tried to get me to be a shit talker. I'm like, I'm not gonna talk shit. Like that's yeah, not he's, who I, he he may or may not be known to talk a little shit. Camps out in yeah, everyone's that, head. That's not who yeah. I am. Well, I usually, oh yeah. So they, we played um beach volleyball mm -hmm. uh, as a collective and uh you already know what it's like to compete with Earl yes. um in non actual competitive situations yeah, um and you know he tends he tends to take it to another level and he we never are on the same team because when we are on the t same team we fight um no fight when i was on the opposite team yeah well we fight more so it's just like a it, we gotta you, know, you gotta make you decisions just, you get mad at me 
because I'm listening to Earl. Where Earl don't stop okay, talking so to me. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like that's you get in your mind. You know what I mean. So that's why we came on the same team because we have the same mentality. Like okay. you got to get in your opponent's mind yes. in one way or another. And you and Ashley would not stop listening to him. He knows what to say. Like she's a big Spurs fan, so he was like talking about Popovich and saying things he doesn't even mean and like getting her off. He got, got both of you off your game. It's frustrating. I don't like to lose. Anyway, so what kind of defender are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm an on-ball defender. Uh, I'm very aggressive. Um, that's something that I, I, I just love playing defense. Um, on-ball is probably who I am as a player. I was going to ask you how that's changed because obviously coming out of college, stealing the ball more than anyone else, setting records on both sides of the ball, but you talked about the intelligence going up and the athleticism, and I imagine that it would be more tough on defense. So how do you – take that next step defensively in the WNBA? Honestly, I think it has to do with my body and, and adjusting, taking care of it. Um, in college, you know, you don't necessarily have to do those things because right. you're mostly more athletic than mm -hmm. most college players. So I can, yeah, I can get away with stuff a lot right. more. But my first year, I struggled. I couldn't even guard Scarlett Diggins. Like, when we played them in Dallas, like, she just kept driving by me. And my teammates were so upset. And, like, that's something that I have to just get my body right, my mm -hmm. hips, everything. Um, and that's what's so important. And I realized playing in this first year is that I got to take care of my body. So I think if I take care of that, I think I'll be more quicker on defense and with my feet. So we just talked about Brianna Stewart being injured for the season. That started a big discussion about – women's basketball in general because obviously she was playing overseas you played in Poland, Poland yes. in the offseason um, and a lot of that for people who don't know the, it's money like uh, most right. uh, women basketball players have to go overseas to you know make Secure more money right yeah. than yeah. they are making in the WNBA which is obviously should be a full-time job a year-round job but it's not for reasons we'll get into in a minute but what what is what is it like playing overseas when you were in Poland um, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously not an ideal situation. You're away from your family. You don't. You're not from there. Like it's 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 culturally, I'm sure it's a big shock. It was a very big shock. I'm an introvert, so I'm not really outgoing like that. So to go to a, a country like Poland, you have really have to have like a strong mentality to like really stick it out. Mm. Um, when I first got there, I wasn't even there for a month and I was already ready to go home. Like Ooh. I told my parents, I was like, look, I need to get out of here. I told my agent, I was like, I can't be here. Like this is this is too hard. I need to go somewhere else. Um, and then afterwards, I talked to my parents and my agent. They were like, not everywhere you go is going to be Ideal. any better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be in situations you may go somewhere else and hate it even more so right. you might as well just stick it out you're you're there for a reason like if you can stick this out then you can go through anything so sure enough i had to stay and it was tough like there's been there was times where i was like crying mm -hmm. like it was just hard like you don't want to be there you're away from your family like you said like time difference was a struggle i was nine hours ahead so mm -hmm. when it's like morning over there it's like nighttime over here can't talk to anyone until like 7 p.m my time which is like 10 a.m here right so it was just really difficult um but then when i came back from my break because i had a break a uh, christmas break in december then i was um in poland from january to april and i was like i'm only gonna be here for four months i'm here to play basketball i get paid to do what i do and i just gotta keep that mindset 
and yeah, just yeah, have that in my mind. I had to change my perspective. After that, um, I started going out more, started seeing the culture, the environment, the people. I had one of my best friends actually come and visit me um, the last month that I was there to, you know, just to keep me sane. You know? right. And after that, like, it went by fast. These four months went by super quick. And then I was back at home. For Just to put it in perspective of what's going on, like this has been a conversation that's kind of been discussed right. lightly around WNBA, and it's kind of picking up now because more WNBA stars are speaking out about it. Sue Bird tweeted something, um, I believe, earlier today. Brianna Stewart, obviously both of these women are your teammates. I haven't seen anyone else tweet about it, but I'm sure they have. But Brianna Stewart responded to a, a tweet from Hoop Feed from NBA PR. There's recently been inaccurate information reported in the media regarding WNBA pay. In accordance with the CBA, the average compensation for WNBA players last year was 116000 The top paid players' compensation was more than 187000 And Stewie wrote, oh, so this is what we're doing now. Basically, the NBA p- pays about 50% of its revenue to players. Yes. And the WNBA pays less than 21% of its revenue to players. So there's a misconception out there that, like, there's not enough money. It's not. And that's false. Because uh, we just got a report on, like, the actual salaries from teams and players. And that's definitely not true. So what... No, obviously you have a CBA, mm-hmm. and that you know kind of prevents things. And I, I believe your you, is it your players' union or the WNBA as a whole is without a president right now. The WNBA as a whole, as is a whole. Without. So, yes. like to me, when I was growing up, the WNBA to me was ju- like just this incredible thing because mm-hmm. I played sports. Mm-hmm. I was a girl, and I loved Cheryl Swoops, and I loved Lisa Leslie, and Teresa Witherspoon, and like all of these OGs that yeah. like made made actually being a professional basketball player an attainable thing to me. Who I I mean I thought I was Michael Jordan, so obviously it didn't, you know it didn't matter. <laughs> that was next step for you. Right, exactly. <laughs> but like in real estate, like it seems matters to 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 young girls. Like representation matters, mm-hmm. and having the actual platform matters. And I think it's important that we have these conversations. Now, you, you I don't know how much you be in your Twitter mentions, but we're talking about equal pay for women. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get, it really upsets people. Like it bothers people in their soul. I don't know why. But I it's don't like, know why. I don't know. And it's <laughs> mostly people that have no idea about sports. Right. They just mm-hmm. assume. Telling girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or business at all. Or Yeah, business at all. But you will never hear an NBA player or any professional male athlete say, the things that random people say about we shouldn't be getting paid as right. much. Like you would never hear professional athletes. Actually, say the, that. the NBA players advocate for, yeah, they yeah. Advocate for us. Any athlete, yeah, anyone who spent time in the athletic arena wouldn't say the things that yeah. they're saying. That's what you get. Yeah. It well, used also, to bother me, but now I'm, I, it's like irrelevant. Right, right. Because I know who's saying it, where yeah. it's coming from. They have no idea. So it, mm-hmm. it's no point in trying to argue with somebody on Twitter. No, no, don't do that. It's, I'm just yeah. warning you because for whatever reason, it's a it, it it's a trigger for for this group. Like if you say like a woman should be paid equally, it's like uh, it's a it's like red yeah. eyes yeah. and it just becomes like this zombie effect of all these reasons why that's not a realistic thing. I don't know what it is, but it's like in it's in them. It's a part no, of the my, DNA. My time, my friends uh, who play football, uh, sorry, play basketball at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. the women, they spend some time clapping back at people. Uh, Shouts out to Dev, uh, Devro Peters. Like, so I see it on my timeline a lot, and mm-hmm. I see the things that people say, and it's 
no basis at all. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just if you're going to bother to argue about argue against it, at least have facts right. and not. Yeah. And, and that's part of the kind of the reason why I don't mind people clapping back or speaking out about this because there is like an in general, there's a overall lack of um, facts and reality on Twitter in general. But this is like an extra level. Every time I ever put out there, like I could just tweet, women should get equal pay, and it would be the hottest <laughs> tweet I put out yeah. all yeah. year. Most interactions, period. Equal pay but what people don't, right, yeah. right, for sure. But what people don't understand when it comes to this is what WNBA players are asking for is not to be paid like James Harden. Yeah. Right. It's just to be paid fairly based off of the money and the revenue that the WNBA brings in. Exactly. I know what I just said is a very complicated thing, but I'm gonna just say it one more time real slow. Please. No one's asking for NBA money. All they're asking for <laughs> is fair pay based off the money that the WNBA makes. And don't even get started on the fact that it's 2019 and we're having this conversation still. That, I can't get caught up in that because you know like, it, just, we can just, there's a whole list of other yeah. things. But is, is that a, is what I'm saying fair though? Like that's it's very fair. Not reality. once have we asked for NBA money. Like. We know yeah. that's yeah, that's ridiculous. But you know we do want to play. We in. do want to get paid a fair amount. Yeah. I mean, we're playing the same sport. So what's the difference? I'm, I'm, of us I'm not getting you. paid more. I don't understand. But like you said, there's a lot of complications. It's very complex. I don't know what plans to happen in the future. But I mean, we're getting better, slowly but surely. But there's a lot more improvements to be made. So. It's going to change. It's always good games and good basketball on the court. I love going to Sparks games in L.A. If you haven't been, you should go. It's, it's so much fun. But it seems like there's someone at the top who's not marketing the WNBA for fans of the WNBA. Well, that's I've been saying that for a while now. Like, to me, what sets the NBA apart from all other leagues, and I've talked a lot of it about this when it comes to the NFL as well. Um, sorry, my... Microphone is yeah, getting my nerves. There we go. Um, I've talked a lot about this when it comes to the NFL as well. Is I, I believe you should market stars because mm -hmm. I think the world has changed and people care way more about the name that's on the back of the jersey than on the front of the jersey mm -hmm. in all leagues. So to me, the WNBA, like all those stars that I just listed, like there's stars in the WNBA and we need to know about them. Like put, put, Promote your stars. Know the personalities. Like, mm -hmm. we know things, personal things about NBA stars, and that's what we need from WNBA stars as well. Like, that's what I would like to see. But True, I agree. But it's kind of hard when, like, you don't really get those same opportunities because we're overseas. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, well, that's, we that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what needs to change. Like, yeah. And our season is so much shorter. Like, we only play 36 games. Right. And then playoffs. So, and even then, like, the first two rounds are one and done, so mm. it's not like you're playing a, a series. Yeah, it's like first two first two games are one and done, and then the last two rounds, uh, semifinals and finals, are best out of five. So we're not even playing best out of seven. Right. And most of our games are not even on ESPN. Like I sometimes I turn on ESPN. There's like poker games and other uh, stuff. I'm like spike ball. Yeah. I'm like, you can't. I really thought the most offensive thing was the. Uh, what is that stupid cornhole? Cornhole. <laughs> cornhole on ESPN? Yeah, yeah. it's a cornhole tournament. Yeah. I think it's a that's a that's a that's that's like the line for me. That's where I guess <laughs> where I draw the line. Uh, speaking of personality, so I my, our well my producer Ashley found this, but I actually 
saw this also at being Cheers. at one of your games. Um, so she reminded me of it that you you guys play like the in arena like interviews and stuff mm -hmm. like so you I think you're voted like best singer or something on your team right Yes. Okay, yeah. is that consistent? UCLA they 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 said you got the pipes back then too. Yeah, they will always force me to sing whenever okay. I do an interview. Okay, cool, us too. Sing. No, what you, what you saying? Honestly, like my voice, I'm losing my voice. Like, oh, okay. what you compare yourself to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like compare? Yeah, yes. like you know, I, I think like my at my top level, like I'm probably a decent cruise singer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, oh you know I mean? okay. Like, so, like, like what a, level? Well, like, like, if you had, like to, if you had to sing professionally, that's a fun game. Yeah. If you had to sing professionally, what level could yeah. you reach? Jared, like, Jared I'm Cruz definitely a vagabond in Santa Monica level. <laughs> a what? Yes. Like, not, like, I'm asking like people, I'm asking people for money. <laughs> like, I don't even have the permit. Like, I'm just standing on the corner singing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I, yellow key ass. Because for, like, for those of you who don't know, Jordan's from LA, obviously. So the promenade, you have to have a permit. So like, yes. if you come to Santa Monica and you walk on the promenade, the yeah. people singing, they actually have to have a permit, which I, I'm, I'm assuming you have to pay for. Um, I'm, I'm not that level. Yeah, I, in my mind, right. I'm incredible, but I'm actually not. Really I used to sing in church though. So before I hit puberty, you know, I was, I was, I was there. You, you grew up black. Like, so that doesn't, that doesn't count? All right. Uh, <laughs> you kind of have to. <laughs> so what level are you? Uh, if I really took singing seriously, I think I could do it professionally. Mm. Not to brag. I'm not... No, no, oh, no. no, no. I listen, I uh, we no. brag about ourselves. We talk shots on this podcast. If I really took it, took it seriously, I could Ooh. do it professionally. Damn. Okay. I, I, so you're not gonna hit one note? No, I don't, I, no, no. My, God, okay, chill, chill, chill on I the really note. I really would, but seriously, like I'm losing my voice. Yeah, okay. yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Do you do karaoke? Mm-mm. That's why. That's how serious she is. She only do the. She so you do don't it for share your talent. You don't even. She don't, you don't even, even like well, do some other. A lot of my stuff. friends have said, "Why don't you like post stuff on Instagram and like re like record yourself singing and put it out there?" And I'm just. I'm very shy. Like I said, I'm an introvert. Like yeah. I don't really like. You should. Once I get like really comfortable with people, then right. I start singing. Like I don't really care, but yeah, I'm very shy, so I don't really like put it out there like I should. But if you sing, for, if you feel like you could sing professionally, then you probably don't have anything to be embarrassed about. What's the thing you True. sing? What's the, what's your go to? And like, like they ask me to sing, I'm doing uh, music soul child. Girlfriend. That is very funny because you know music soul child love is my go to song. That's how we know you can sing now. Because yeah. there's you can only, only people who sing can sing that song. That is my go-to. I, 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 if I do karaoke, it's uh, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Stop! Yeah. Stop! I, I, what do you mean? Stop! What? I didn't even watch that on the plane yesterday. I was like, I gotta watch it. I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching that. It was an incredible song. It's incredible, and it's amazing for karaoke because no one dares to sing that song, and I nail it. It's okay. all about the showmanship. All Freddie right. Mercury, hello. Okay. Congrats. No one actually expects you to sound good when you sing karaoke. I mean, my karaoke song is, uh, speaking of Seattle, shouts out Kirk Cobain, uh, smells like teen spirit. Like, <laughs> What do you mean? You're making fun of me? Boy, you gotta have some pipes to get you know, some range no, in that song. No, you don't. First all right. you don't have to sing good to sing karaoke. It's the whole point of karaoke. I don't know about that. L.A. You got some performers. You go to L.A. karaoke, you get entertained. Straight up. I don't I think we need to have a we need to have a podcast karaoke day. I'm, I'm that would be very interesting. Dumbfounded by Jordan. She if she took it seriously, the voice. Like that's it. And then yeah. somebody and people are turning the chair around on some <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But that's how quick. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. I believe her. 
I know, I believe it too, but it's just based off of the, the song choice. So before we let you go, you're heading off to training camp tomorrow. Yes. Right? Um, are you ready? I've been ready. Dang. Since I've been back, like, I've just been so excited to get back to Seattle mm -hmm. and just get ready for season two. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to come uh, with Earl to come see a game. Yes. Um, All of you guys should. Yeah, yeah we should. Yeah, we when you're in LA, we'll come. We'll come yes. support. We'll make signs. Yeah, make make some preseason games, games coming up, too, right? Yeah, we have uh, actually, I'll be here on the 17th of May because we play the Sparks in Pasadena. And we don't play them until August 4th and sometime in September. So it'll be a while. Okay. Well, we will definitely come support you. Yes. At I I did want to ask what NBA, like now that LeBron's out of playoffs, like what team are you watching? Or what team are you paying attention to? Yeah, we actually did not. We didn't talk any yeah, of that, which is fine. Yeah, I was ask, so. <laughs> um, well, right now, obviously, Houston and Warriors are. Okay, yeah. I don't know who I want to win that series, honestly. I want to say Houston because I want to see something different. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't, I don't know. If they play like they did the other night, I don't know. Do you have a problem with them being so critical of the referees? No, but I think they had a point. There was, I mean, there was definitely some fouls. Okay, the last but Jordan, one, the last one. Now, the last one wasn't. I agree. The last okay, one wasn't like a foul, that. but there were some fouls that should have been called. Okay, that but don't you feel like coming from James Harden is a little egregious? <laughs> he's a Warriors fan. Don't listen to him. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just, he's, don't see him. Uh, I think the amount of arguing that he did was a little bit too much but I mean he had some points I mean he did get fouled on some now he can't game one I'm telling you you said but LeBron. I feel like it's gonna be different when it gets to Houston like you know like sometimes when you're playing at home like when you're on the road like mm -hmm. you're not gonna get a lot of calls on the road right. but I feel like it's gonna change once they get back to Houston he's probably gonna get all the foul calls who do you think is gonna be in the finals on the east side, I want to say the Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to make it. Um, yeah, they're good. good I want to. I want to say Houston, but I don't know. I'm gonna say Celtics and Houston. Ah! I like that. that I just want fun. to see something different. So you're, it's like half hope, half prediction. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Who, who are your top five point guards in the NBA right now? Like rank them. Do you consider Harden a PG? We mm. for for the sake of this conversation, we will. I, we realize this Chris Paul is the point guard, but let, let, for this we? conversation, <laughs> we'll we'll acknowledge Harden because he's kind of playing that now. Okay. Do I have to rank them like in order, or yes. can I just? Because <laughs> right. we're gonna make a list and put it on the internet for people to criticize. Yeah, of course. So. All right, in order. <laughs> I'm very biased, so I'm gonna say Russell Westbrook's number one. Okay. Well, UCLA. Okay. Um, number two, Dame. Mm -hmm. Number three, Kyrie. Number four, uh, James Harden, and number five, D'Angelo Russell. No, Steph. Mm. Ah! Mm. No, no, that's a good. That's I'm okay with that. I mean, it's your list. That's fine. Steph's a Steph's a good PG. Well, actually, actually, <laughs> he's a great PG. Maybe, I, I, maybe. No, I'll, no. When you start this list, now that you list, said Steph, I might take D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put Steph in top five. I'll put Steph in top five. D'Angelo's playing great though. He can wait. I actually got confused <laughs> because when you said Russell Westbrook, I thought you were starting from five and going up. Oh no. So I'm like going now, I, so I'm kind of a little rattled. But like, I mean, yeah, seriously, I feel you though. Like, I feel he's gotten three three seasons worth of triple doubles. Like. I feel you. 
I mean, you I, can't. You can't. We love with Russell the team Westbrook, that he has. He like, gets a lot of criticism. All the all the players that I just named, like the team that they have, like mm-hmm. in the bench, compared to Russell's team. True that. Come True on that. now, and he's still doing what he's doing. Like that's yeah. amazing. But like I said, I'm biased because I love Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So yeah, we're all biased in our own way. Yeah, you said like I'm okay with loyalties based on colleges. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what's the What's the giveaway there? Don't give me I, you know, I'm surprised that you don't wear like the half jerseys. <laughs> no, 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 not Ball the crop jersey, jersey, like the, like the half jersey, like the, the half Ball State, half Notre Dame. You know what I'm saying? Those I gotta, jerseys. I gotta get you thought I meant a crop top? That's just strange. I, 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 anyway, I all right. Well, okay. So next time we have you in, you're gonna have to sing for us. So yes. be prepared. We'll drink just, some, yeah, drink yeah. some lemon tea before yeah, you come I'll, in. I'll do it next time I come on the show. No, I want you to you represent incorrectly because yeah. like it would get clipped down and we would share it. Right. So you know, what I mean, I want you to be that's, happy with it. That's you know fine. I mean? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, we put you in a position to win. Um, good luck this season. Thanks so much for coming on with us. We'll definitely come and check you out. Yeah. And Thank if you're you. in Seattle, go and see the Seattle Storm play. And when they're in town, also. And you know, if you're in LA, Jordan's an LA girl yeah. for yeah. life. Back to back. Champs. Let's get it. Yes. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. All right. What am I winning or quitting today? Your Miami Dolphins drafted six footballers over the weekend and traded their 62nd overall pick to the Arizona Cardinals for Josh Rosen's services. Rosen is now getting a second chance with an NBA team. When I say NBA, I mean NFL. That believes in him, but that team is in a division with Tom Brady, Joy, Josh Rosen, will help the Dolphins finish third in the AFC East. Quit it or quit it? Uh, quit it. Okay. We are clearly going to be second in the AFC East. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good luck. So, uh, Le'Veon Bell and, and, and Sam Darnold are uh, in the, with the Jets. Right, and Quentin with, Williams with, with our Jets. former coach. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, that's fair. So, that's fair. you know, that and there's fair. still a Jets, and okay. there's, you know, there's still some things that need to be worked out there. All I'm saying is, let's slow down. Okay, uh, listen, I'm excited, and no one's going to take my, my joy, all right? <laughs> Uh, the thing about it is, is I love this. Everyone thought that the Dolphins, including me, were tanking this year. And that's mm-hmm. no disrespect to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he admittedly eats a lot of cake, and that seems to be a priority for him. So uh, he is a cake eater. And, that, you know, the, yeah. we know how that worked out in uh, Mighty Ducks and how it's going to work out on the football field. Ryan Amen. Fitzpatrick is does seem to kind of have this thing where when there's no expectations, he's just incredible. He's yeah. a huge sleeper fantasy football quarterback. Um, and then as soon as you're like, all right, here you go. You must do this. He, he just forgets how to play football. Yeah, never mind. So he's Ryan Fitzpatrick, and no, that's fine, you. right? He's super smart. He's got right. the beard. We know what it is. But it looked like this was not the year for the Dolphins to be making any big moves. Psych, they did. Yep. And I love this move. I love this move for, for Josh Rosen, first of all, number one, because this whole idea that Josh Rosen has a bad attitude or is not uh, becoming of a quarterback – I really feel like is this smear campaign by somebody who just hates him. Well, it didn't help that his college coach said that if you get him to focus all the way on football, then he can set the world on fire. Because it was a lot of he's like a millennial. He's got his he's uh, a lot of interest outside of football. Which and one? Those were all which knocks. one of the guys who's been drafted? In the past five years, is not a millennial. No, I, I I completely agree with you, but that was that was that was the only negative Josh Rosen. No, talk. there was some other things that happened with Josh Rosen, and I understand it. Okay, but the bottom line is this: 
Josh Rosen has gotten this reputation that I think is just outlandish. Like, for example, uh, I saw online that that someone from Arizona, one of the reporters from Arizona was on WQAM in Miami mm -hmm. and was saying that people had a problem with him like recycling. I haven't vetted that at all. Yes. But, you know, it's on the Internet, so I'm assuming that's true. Well, yeah. But it's like stuff like that. Like the the. The reaction to Josh Rosen has been like he is too smart. Mm -hmm. He cares about, you know, things outside of football. Things outside of football. Andrew like, Luck has gotten these type of uh, slander from like teammates. Past, being too like, smart. Yeah, yeah, just like started a book club. You know what I mean? Like they drag people. They drag football players who aren't traditional meathead football players of the past through the mud. Not at quarterback, though. And this is what I don't understand okay. about it. And if you're going to be involved in things outside of football. Mm -hmm. Why is it why is it a problem no matter what it is? Like it's it's this idea about athletes. It's like all you all you are is an athlete. And it doesn't make any sense. Whatever you do for a living is not all that you do. I work in television. This is not all that I do. Right. I also go home and take naps. Yes. So there, there's other things that people do outside of their profession. Just because their profession is high profile and you identify them as that profession, that doesn't mean that they don't have free time in which they may choose to read a book. <laughs> right. And at quarterback, why would that book. be a negative thing? When you yeah. aren't a smart quarterback, you get criticized. So when you are a smart quarterback, you get criticized. I get it. There's only 24 hours in a day, but being like a social activist, like, I don't know, caring about the environment is not something I consider to be a negative with my quarterback. What would you prefer? Throw that trash on the ground. F this planet. I, what mean, is, I don't get it. I don't understand it. it like, I, would I would say if we look down the history of football players, the ones that litter probably are better football players than the ones that recycle. If we're putting There's it on paper. A, that sounds like a gut data fact. I'm saying I'm, I know football. The number I'm one saying. quarterback of all time. You, all, you recycled and that's why you're here now. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, agreed upon. Uh, for certain positions, I may agree with you on. However, Tom Brady is married to Giselle, who seems to care a lot about the planet. Okay. So I think, and not I'm not associating, you know, being environmentally uh, conscious as, uh, you know, being a good quarterback, because we've kind of got off the rails here. My overall <laughs> point is, like, it's okay to have other interests, and I don't understand why that is a negative, like being a mindful person as a negative thing. When guys get in trouble, we drag them. When they're too smart and they're involved in their community, we drag them. Yeah. What is it that you want? What is it that you really want? It doesn't make sense to me. And the, the situation in Arizona was a losing situation for Josh Rosen. Mm -hmm. He is he was put out there as being a bust basically off of one year and a right. horrendous offensive line. Mm -hmm. He was running for his life, as we all know. We saw how that worked out with Jared Goff. Everyone considered him to be a bust. And then he's playing in the Super Bowl this year. So mm -hmm. I think you need to give guys a little bit more time than one year to determine whether they're a bust or not. And we're talking about Kyler Murray in a minute, but... The way that Arizona set this all up, there was no way he was going to succeed. Because even if, how do you go through this whole process with the draft, talking about you know Kyler Murray likely going number one overall, and then flip and pitch it to your fans if you didn't take Kyler Murray? Like you've already sold Josh Rosen out. So the minute mm -hmm. that actually became a conversation, and they didn't come out and definitively say like, no, we are not taking Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen is our guy. He was dead to the fan base because right. now you've already put in their mind. We need this guy. Yeah. 
And you could, there's no scenario where you could keep both quarterbacks. Thank God they didn't do that. I mean, the last thing I want to do for the next three months is talk about quarterback battle in Arizona. Mm. So, uh, which we all know how that's going to end. So there was no way that the two of them could stay there. And now if Josh Rosen was a veteran and Kyler Murray's going to come in and learn from him and there's, there's some value or, or teaching that's going to go on there and then it's a quarterback battle and the young guy wins out, that's one thing. But you can't have a rookie top 10 pick and a, or, or a second year top 10 pick and a rookie number one overall pick quarterback battle. Disaster. Yeah. And luck, luckily for everyone, they realized that it was and traded him to Miami. I feel like he is going to be the franchise quarterback for Miami. I know every no one has mm. any doubt in his, in his skill whatsoever. Well, okay. Franchise quarterbacks for Miami, and don't bring up Dan's name, would be like Chad Pennington? Like, can Josh Rosen be the next Chad Pennington? It has to end eventually, true, right? True. Eventually, yeah. at some point in my lifetime, they have to find the guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. At least I'm going to believe that. Right. You should. And I'm going to believe it's Josh Rosen. I'm going to be optimistic. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go to the playoffs this year. Right. I'm not saying that they're going to dethrone Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm optimistic about Josh Rosen in Miami. That's about as I'm like I'm like I'm taking a lukewarm bath. All right. And I feel there like that's go. okay. Yeah. Because what it looked like was Let's the think. Dolphins were tanking. And and this also makes the AFC East f- much more interesting. Oh, yeah, 100%. Josh Allen in second year. Josh Rosen in second year. Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Sam Bell. Sam Darnold in second year. Like, yeah, this is all, that's going to be very fun to watch AFC East games, regardless of how bad the football actually will be. It's going to be fun watching the quarterbacks figure it out. And Christian Wilkins uh, attacked Roger Goodell on stage. Oh, my gosh. That was the most amazing. First of all, Shout out to Roger Goodell because yes. a, a lesser that man, a lesser man would have crumbled. Yeah, people don't give him enough credit for the amount of the amount of love pressed on him. Like I can, like those guys are in life changing, and that's the person that's doing it. That's the one they see, and you are getting his hand must be on fire. On at the fire, end of the night. first of back all, back on fire at the end yes, of the night. And the pounds that Christian gave him yeah. in the back oh, with those bear pounds. <laughs> okay, with those paws. First yeah. of all, jumping on him, I thought for sure it was going to be a broken leg. And <laughs> it, it was the best moment of the draft, for sure. Well, like, Goodell's been, like, bulking up, getting ready for... Uh, I mean, he was preparing yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he, he definitely pumped it. some iron in yeah. the back. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how he didn't go down. For sure. And he definitely had bruises from that. But it was a great moment. So, uh, anyway, overall, I'm very excited about the Dolphins. Thank you for obliging me to uh, to rant about that. <sighs> yeah. This should be fun. And, be fun. most importantly, no tanking for Tua. Thank you, Tanking Lord. for Tua. No one should Thank tank for Tua. You. No one should tank. So stupid. In the water. Wait, don't get me started. Okay. The New York football giants have a grand total of eight wins in the last two seasons under general manager. Is that the name? General manager, right? David Gettleman. Is it Gentleman? Gentleman? Gettleman? Gif? Jif? Gentleman. Gettleman. Gettleman. one of those two. <laughs> with this in mind, the Giants GM decided to draft Duke quarterback Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick and his plans for him to sit behind veteran QB Eli Manning, telling the fans, in time, you'll be very pleased. Joy, the Giants are too loyal to Eli Manning. With it or quit it? Oh, with it, for sure. Ooh. We've been on that, though. Ooh. They are definitely way too loyal to Eli Manning. And I, I've, I've defended Eli Manning a lot because I think that Eli wears it mm-hmm. unfairly. He's he's worn it for a couple years. Right. They haven't had everything around him that he needs. And he's he's been deteriorating also. But he did win two Super yeah. Bowls against Tom Brady in his prime. And no one can take that away from him. And he saved uh, the Miami Dolphins from losing their undefeated uh, 1972 season, which right. is important. Appreciate that, bro. And a lot of those players. Justin Mercury Morris. 
Uh, yes. A lot of those players and, and are not playing NFL football anymore. Like a lot of players on that field for those games are no longer playing. No, football. no, no. Those days are done. Bye bye. Yes. We're yes. done living off the glory days. He's still I'm just saying, can't take that away from him. Okay. Yes. Um, but we, we're done now. We're done talking about that because mm-hmm. it's now and it's time to replace Eli Manning. And they should have done it last year. And that's no disrespect to Saquon Barkley, who is incredible, but they needed a quarterback. Yeah. And this year's not a quarterback draft. And I'm not saying that Daniel Jones isn't going to be good or great okay <laughs> here's the thing about the nfl draft i don't unless it is just a consensus like baker mayfield right number one even kyler murray i'm like this on but like and right. everyone's like this guy is going to go number one mm-hmm. it's gonna be number two or number three like okay those guys fine yeah. all right but I, everyone is in agreement this feels like a reach no one was talking about daniel jones right. going in the top 10 at all before yeah, the top draft. 20 like it, was, possibly. it was Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins. It, some people had him ranked as a second round right. talent. Right, because uh, Drew Luck. Is that the, Drew, the Luck. Guy, Drew, yeah. Drew Luck, yeah, with the, the Broncos picked up. Right. I so like him more they than claim Daniel he Jones. was. They were afraid of the Broncos. <laughs> Who knows? Here's the thing. I don't trust anything the Giants have, have are, are doing or have done in the past couple of years because why would I? Why would anyone? What have you done for me lately nothing no. you traded Odell Beckham Jr. you got Saquon Barkley which was he was going to be great no matter where he went right. so that's not on you extended Sterling Shepard like they're not making moves that are like oh this is right promising. because you don't have a quarterback so I don't like assessing the draft from the point of like this guy's a bust or this is a like um, unless it's the given picks this guy's a bust or this is a great pick like none of you know no one knows mm-hmm. okay it's real cute they don't know. and it sounds adorable and of course this is all we can base it off of is, is the tape that we have in college and the combine and the interviews and that's fine all right so we're all just guessing here all right some guesses are more educated than others that's mm-hmm. fair but he's right the only way we're really going to know how great this draft was is three years from now but here's the thing okay <laughs> And this is where this is what drives me crazy about this situation because the Giants are a marquee uh, cornerstone franchise in the NFL. True that. In New York City, they need to be good. The league is better when the Giants are relevant. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is not a relevant move. This is a discussable move, but Ooh. it's not a relevant move. No. And my issue with Gettleman, gentlemen, Gettleman, <laughs> is. Going on, I know how to say his name before because yeah. this bit is going to make it sound like I don't know how to say his name, yeah. but I do. I'm pretty sure it's gentleman. Uh, also, it's, it's gentleman. It, okay. Anyway, Gettle. the point is, you can't go out and make a pick like this and then say something like this. I'd seen Dwayne play in the Big Twelve. Is that the Big Twelve anymore? I don't even know the, the championship game. You know, in in Indianapolis. I mean, all these guys were at the were at the uh, Senior Bowl, so I decided to stay. I had already, you know, made up my mind I was staying for the game. And frankly, Jordan, he he walked out there and I saw a professional quarterback after his, after the three series that I watched. Okay, so this is this is what like when people don't understand what um privilege is, that's mm. what that is. Okay? And Amen. this is this is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh, I'm just on some women power the past couple weeks. You're just going to have to bear with me. I watched Beyonce Homecoming, and this is just how I'm feeling. It hasn't worn off me yet. There's no way a woman could go on stage as a GM of a football team and say something that egregious and ever either either probably A, continue to work there or ever get another job. It would be a bonfire of raining hailstorm fireballs on her life if she said something like that. Big 12 what? (laughs) Three series, what? Sit behind Eli Manning for maybe three years. Did you just start your sentence with maybe? 
Mm. Did you just start a sentence with maybe up in here today? Is Six that what we're doing today? Pit. Today in your life? This is what we do? Where they do that at? New York City people, that's where they do that at. <laughs> no maybe, plan. maybe mm. you don't have a plan. So say less. Just yeah. say less. You're right. saying too much. Mm-hmm. You're giving me too much information to process. And, and, and I, read, I sometimes I read books, so I process <laughs> things. You know what I mean? Like Josh Rosen, we, you know, sometimes the things like books, reading. I'm listening to what you're saying and I don't understand it. So you can't get mad when people are questioning your strategy when your strategy doesn't make sense. I'd also like to point out, the Giants have drafted the MVP of the Senior Bowl at quarterback for the last three years. Three years. Consistent. Three, Three years. For the last three years, what mm. are you talking about? What do you mean? You don't have it. You just go, like who won this? Who? Uh, it's time to drop. Who won the um uh, the MVP for the Senior Bowl? Is he still on the board? Still on the board? Yeah, that's him. That's what's taking. There, now there's that's a. That's Give me some notes. There's a mindset that leads to that. I am sure, but it's kind of like when the Detroit Lions drafted was like five wide receivers in a row. So, okay, guys. Okay, let's stop. Let's slow down. Let's think about what we're doing right now. Best on the board. Got to get the best available. No, that's there's sure. Okay, I get. There's not that many great receivers in the draft. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. Nobody does. Right. Who knows? Maybe he's. Maybe he is the next Eli Manning. Okay. Eli Manning maybe he's the next um, Davis Webb. We don't know yet. Okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah. And that, they did spend a lot of money at co- on running back last year who proved that he can catch the ball out of the backfield a lot and can carry the team on his back and his legs and his thighs and his feet and jumping over people. His and body. All those things. Yes. yes, exactly. All those things. I'm trying to justify it. I couldn't. No. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I'm I know. Sorry. I feel I tried, you. Yeah, I, I wanted to. You're searching like yeah. we all are but for the like, answers, but they're not there. And I don't need the answer. I just need less. Like, say we took Daniel Jones. We like what he had. Right. Um, Colin's suggestion was like, say you remind you of a young Eli Manning. Yeah. Just say less and then allow our imagination to create what you were thinking. Instead yes. of saying, maybe. And he's going to sit. And he's going to sit. Or... You saw him in the Big 12 conference. Because now we know we were dreaming. You were dreaming when you came up with this plan. Because that, that's not a thing. Yeah, say I would, the question originally... I'm saying I say something wrong, and I've got 700 tweets immediately letting yes. me know that I misspoke for in a three-hour show. And, he, it's, he got, and it's relentless. He got some, too. He got some, too. Oh, no, people he, let him know when he, he got He, he got it wrong. wrong. He got it wrong. Yeah, as he should. Know. As he yeah. should. I'm just saying, maybe you can't get it that wrong. Yeah, I was going to... The question was going to be... The Giants have lost their damn mind with it or quit it, but I mean that's that goes without saying. I think. Yeah, we're there, we're there. Hear ye, hear ye! The Rockets are petty. Mm. So the Rockets have decided that they have not been officiated fairly in these playoffs, aka the series against the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple questionable calls. I feel like they were fouls, but. The referees call the games more loosely in the playoffs, as we all know, except right. for the Houston Rockets. They didn't they get that memo. And they're playing the Warriors, and they're upset. So they basically are, are talking crazy about them. Chris Paul's been fine for giving them a little shove. Yes. Um, Coming They after. came out with this, it's basically like a, mon- a report, a montage or something about the officiating in 2018's Western Conference Finals, which is premier level petty i appreciate it i appreciate it um, some research basically we're saying that the referees were responsible for their loss um even though they missed 27 straight threes in game seven but that's minor yes. um 
owned for 27. They also claim that the missed trip to the finals cost them $20 million in additional revenue. And this is all just a very, very bad look for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Nobody likes talking about referees. Nobody. When we were talking about the Saints, we didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we've whenever we were arguing about catch no catch. I mean, for the for the rest of time, we're gonna have to hear about if Des right. Bryant caught that ball or not. He did. It's just nobody likes talking about the referees. And Golden State is not immune from this either. Golden no. State has had their their conversations about the referees too. And the 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 question is the landing area situation. Right. Now, what happened with Kawhi? is being brought up a lot when it comes to Golden State because it did look like they weren't giving Chris Paul and James Harden room to land. And right. I believe you have to protect the shooter. Right, with Zaza in these situations. under his... Yes. Yeah. Now, I do, I do think that you know Harden gave a little extra inch. Like, they're clearly trying to draw a foul, right. like falling when you don't need to fall. But whatever, it's still a foul either way. My, my issue is the Rockets talking... It's just so hypocritical for them to complain about the referees when all season long... We've heard and seen that James Harden lives at the free throw line. Right, That's it. right. That's and, the, and their statistics completely back that up. Yes. And I know the city of Houston thinks we hate them. We don't. We're just keeping it real. Okay. Right. This is the thing. I don't want to hear complaining for the ref- about the referees from Golden State or from the Houston Rockets. Amen. This is like the the. the it's such a complete lack of self awareness. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Just please be aware of who you are and what your reputation is. Now, you might not have to agree with it, but you know, you know, you know, okay, you know you get those calls, all right? You know you travel. We we all know step back is a travel, but we like it because you'll be making shots, all right? But the thing about it is, it is definitely manipulation of the referees, okay? And I'm sure some of it was bad calls. Everybody gets bad calls. That's, That's the name of the game. What I don't understand is how strategically this is a good thing to do. So game one of the series, you want to come out and roast the referees? Mm-hmm. You want to roast them? You're not going to get any calls for the rest of the series. No. It's going to be called so loose now. The, the NBA has to find them. I can't even imagine what the fine for this is going to be. It ha- They have no choice but to find them. You get fined for, for having a comment about the referees. They put out a whole report. Man. And that's not a good look for the league. It makes the league look like the, the officiating sucks, and it doesn't. And then tonight, of, 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 of all the things that could possibly happen, and, and, the, and the referees are scheduled ahead of time, so there's lots of conspiracy theorists out there. just happens to be that this was scheduled for it. Right. But Scott Foster mm. and Houston got that real trill beef, yes. for real, for real, and they do not like him, and it, there are statistics that back up James Harden and him not getting along whatsoever. Like, he, he's he's thrown him out. This the Warriors first, don't like him either. No, this is the first Scott Foster game that he will be covering the Rockets since February. Right. So, and, so it's and when that happened, they they did the the Rockets did a similar thing, complaining about refereeing, oh, yeah, no, and they, particularly and they, Scott Foster. They called him out exactly. Yeah. So I don't I don't get the strategy of all of this. I don't think it ends well for the Rockets. I don't want to hear the. I mean, the, like Steve Kerr's pretending like he's flopping and stuff. Like it's just there's just no <laughs> self awareness from either yeah. of these teams. It's 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 just frustrating. I don't want to talk about the referees. I don't. Nobody feels bad for either of these teams in this situation. You've gotten so many calls, mm-hmm. especially especially the Rockets. And I'm very rarely on on the Warriors side. I'm really not on the Warriors side in this. But like, right. if I got to pick one, it, it's come on. Right. Like, we know you get the calls. Yeah. The statistics back up. You live at the free throw line. So I, I hope this is the end of it. It's probably going to be the story of the entire series, unfortunately. Ugh. But it is. I mean, pointing out that report. Ooh, honey, child. Ooh. Uh, the. The NBA is a... It's almost as if they had it ready. 
that's what I'm, and that's what I'm going to get to. I mean, the, I know the they NBA, have people that work in the, in the statistics department and stuff. Right. Like that. It's almost like yeah. No, that cut up was right. The NBA is a reality TV show, and they're trying to introduce refs as an extra character, and we don't care about them. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to know Scott Foster's name. I don't. I don't. I don't try to be in there like you. that. I don't want to be in there like that. I don't. Right? I don't care. You gotta know. Ed Hockey is the only referee petty. we recognize. Okay. Right. Yes. And that's Black because. Right. Yes. And then the black one with the mustache. Yes. That's yeah, it. you. I like how I see him. We're done. We don't need to do all this. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. It's very frustrating. It's not fair to us. <laughs> They're trying to think they're pulling us in. That's what it is. They're just pulling us in. And I'm watching. Yeah, yes. It's time for Hockey Loki. Uh, Hockey Loki. Gotcha. It's time for Hockey Loki. It's time for Hockey Loki. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it at the same time if you say the different things. Okay. High key, um, <laughs> Kyler Murray, number one overall draft pick. Yes. Uh, low key, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. All right. So he's the favorite to win the Rookie of the Year award. Okay. Um, he was reportedly been offered a $35 million contract. He's actually, I think, the first player ever to be drafted in the first round of the MLB and NFL. Ooh. So that is a fact. Facts. Fact, sometimes I facts. remember facts. Sometimes yeah. I make stuff up. Sometimes I remember facts. Hey. This one is one of the times that I'm right. Yes. Um, good for me. So here's the thing about Kyler Murray. We, he, we've discussed Kyler Murray at length at an exhaustion yes. level before mm-hmm. this draft. And we all knew pretty much that he was going to go number one overall, as right. he should. Like, mm-hmm. this is what that's the team. That's what you wanted him. And you were going to move Josh Rosen. And that's fine. I do not have a lot of faith in what the Cardinals have going on with him. Like, I feel like this is a big, giant experiment. Hmm. And, like, the Sean McVay thing kind of felt like that as well. Yeah. And it, and it worked out. Yeah. But I also think that the Rams made a very visible, aggressive effort to bring in big-time star names, pay yeah. people, and Dominican Sue. Like, they, they brought in players well, like you can argue they made an effort to exact and execute the plan that Sean McVay had for the team right which is good because and and this is what this is because clearly Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have this has been a part of the plan for a long time this has been God's plan for a long time right it has, long time it coming, has. As, he, as, Kyler he Murray said. as he discussed yes. yes which is kind of why we were all like all right we're gonna pretend like this is not gonna happen but right. it is gonna happen and look like if that's your guy that's the guy you wanted good for you go get it go be aggressive but the difference to me is with with Sean McVay and and, and Cliff Kingsbury is very much an experimental situation, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, um, yeah. for sure. sure. Like he, he he doesn't have a huge resume of success in college. Mm-hmm. He was an Not assistant, never even really actually serving as an assistant at USC, and now he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And cool, I'm all for opportunity. Like great, I hope he is successful. Um, I especially like when young people are successful, so old right. people can stop talking about how young people can't do things because it's just annoying. We in here. Because you used to be young, you forgot. Because you're old, but <laughs> so I do want it to work. I just don't. I wish that I had more something from Kyler Murray, and it, it, it like it's like the size, and then relying on the legs, yeah. and then you like how much did you really firm up your offensive line? Like what all has actually changed? Because to me, in order for this to be a success, he has to be incredible, just out of this world incredible. Yeah, and it, it it seems as if this is my problem with him. It seems as if the rest of the team has to get energized f- from watching him make plays because he's not the leader. 
that a Baker Mayfield is to get people ready to go before the game starts. Right. That's a big. That's a good point. That is a big criticism of him that his person. And, and look, like we talked about, maybe it's an Arizona thing because Josh yeah. Rosen's uh, personality was completely picked apart for the past year. Yeah, um, by the way, he put out a very nice video um, congratulating Kyler Murray and even mm-hmm. offering him a, a you know a very a place to stay. Um, he you know, the his placement on the market. He, yeah, he needed to rent that thing out. And for out. people who are skeptical of that, just, you know, everyone doesn't do that when they're traded. Right. Josh Rosen has turned into a sympathetic figure, but he didn't really get a fair shake there, so right. that's why. And to be, I, I hate when people are skeptical of nice things. Like, there's already enough shit in the world. Yeah. Like, can we just let somebody say something nice? And, like, if it turns out he's really a jerk, we'll find out eventually. Like, stop being so sad. Yeah, especially this guy who just came from being drafted and thinking he had a franchise. Right. To shift off and he has somebody else every coming right in. Yeah. to be to be upset. He could say a lot of feelings. worse things. Yes, he could have actually. I would have not been angry at him if he if he roasted them and he yeah. chose not to. And like the whole thing with like him unfollowing them and that being a big deal like <laughs> Why would he continue to follow them? I unfollow people all the time. If you post things I don't like, I unfollow you. It's just, what is? Who cares? Anyway, overall, I just don't know what to, I don't know what to expect from this situation. I'm rooting for it to work because I like new things, mm-hmm. but I don't know what to expect from the situation. All right, high key, uh, a super super fast kid is uh, Loki White, White Lightning. All right, Matthew Bowling. A Texas high school senior. Have you seen this? Oh, I've seen All right, Matthew. so I'm gonna nerd out track style right now. Uh, I ran, I ran track for for most of my uh, childhood into high school, and uh, you know, I was a Division One recruited athlete. Deal. Yeah. Uh, but I love the hundred meter dash. And Joy's very. I mean, I know we talked about racing, and we still got to do that. Joy's very fast. I saw her in Houston sprint from the bathroom during Undisputed with heels on and a dress, and I was concerned with every step she took that an ankle was going to get blown out or. I was like, this is this isn't responsible. The how fast she's moving with things in her hands, um, and uh, yeah, I was like, I was blown away. Thank you, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, because, it was you know what? Blown it's, away. It's, it's, the, it's the work you do behind the scenes. That, you know, <laughs> really, it goes and it's the other people. Like you got to have people, disciples, if you will, to like witness the moments yeah. to you know speak the gospel so what he's talking about uh, there's a video of it on instagram somewhere um but basically for whatever reason the bathrooms are never close to anything so even here never. Emotions, okay. even, even here, here the bathrooms are yes. very very far away from the studio so during undisputed we have very short breaks really mm-hmm. no one cares about this inside whatever but I, I would have to sprint to the bathroom and back undisputed i get one bathroom break per show because it's that far away. Right. Um, and, you know, the, I, there's the things I have to take off in order to use the restroom, as we know, um, biologically. Mm-hmm. So in Houston, we have a dress. I wear dresses. Yeah, it's biologically. That's what it is. I'm weird. You know, like, have physical yeah, this, things I'm, I'm, I have to take you. off. I'm with you. Anybody? How is that confusing to anyone? No. no um, anyway, science. so it is science. So in Houston, I had to use the restroom during our one break. Mm-hmm. And... I ha- it was very far away, and I literally have never ran faster in my entire life. Ooh. And I had to warn, in order to make this happen, I had to warn everyone on set, I am using the restroom the instantaneous second that we go off air. I must be unplugged <laughs> from everything, because I'm literally like strapped to the chair. And I had to sprint, and I made it back in time. Mm. Uh, and I didn't twist an ankle, but even if I did twist an ankle, it, nothing would have happened, because I, I have very, very strong ankles. Okay. Anyway, um, so Matthew White Bowling. Lightning. Yes. Uh, Ran the 100 meter dash in 9.98 seconds, which is the fastest fastest open high school 100 meter time under all conditions. Dang. 
Um, it won't. The record won't stand because it was recorded with a tailwind of 4.2 miles per hour. Haters. What tailwinds? Haters. Like now, what is you don't have on here? Why this matters? Which is uh, Usain Bolt's time. It's very, very close to Usain Bolt's time. I'm watching this. I'm, I'm watching the video right now. The video is incredible. It looks like the wind's blowing I'm him. Trying to. Uh, it does. It looks like it looks like God is blowing him because he is absolutely uh, moving. Oh man. Right. Homeboy's fast. Woo. Usain Bolt ran at 9.58. Okay, so 9.58, so it's 0. .40 seconds off from Usain Bolt's time. Mm. A star is born, people. Track nerds delight. New PR, baby. Ain't nothing like a new PR. Uh, Ain't nothing like a new PR oh, in track. Oh, so it's so fun. It's the best day. New PR in a meet. And everyone knows it, too. Oh, new PR. Mm. It's the best day. It's best, the best that's day. it or do uh, it. If you didn't run track, I just feel sorry for you. 100 meters. 100 meters is the true test you know of champions it's, it's for speed. It's probably similar to gymnastics in what? that, in like, the, well, just like track life. It's probably similar oh, to gymnastics, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the meets. No, no, no. I mean, like the meets, like the meets, like you sit around all day, you know, and wait for your event. And like, you know, you got to warm up for like two hours right. to perform for like 35 seconds. You know where everyone's squad is. Yeah. Everyone's, like, everyone's hanging outfits. and like eating sandwiches and orange slices yeah. together. Yeah. The it's only, like, oh, that's them from over there. Right. The only difference is it's it's not co-ed. You can tell her if she's wrong. No, I think that's accurate. Yeah. yeah it's accurate. Yeah. We know we're athletes. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So the time has come. What it is. It's time to talk about Avengers. Okay. All right. So... Spoiler alert! Okay, no, we got we got excuse. All right, who, how many room. people have to leave? A bunch of nerds gonna leave the room real quick. Okay, we'll so three by. people. I, I okay. want you to know it's awesome. Tuesday Ashley. afternoon. Three people have to leave the room. Okay, yeah. so this so we're gonna make fun of them now. Here's the thing about the people who like aren't in this room. Mm -hmm. They don't care that much. That's all there's to it. This, and, and, and if you're in Los Angeles and you haven't, there's a theater on every corner in Los Angeles. What? Because the thing is, that's kind of what we do in Los Angeles. We make content. That's the, it's the content it center is. of the universe. It is. And we watch it. Yes, and we watch we it. In the theaters, it. we talk about it. Yeah. You know, we take pictures of the people that are in it. Mm -hmm. That's what we do out here. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was excellent. Excellent. It was very late. So like I was, I felt I felt all the ebbs and flows, but during it multiple times, I was like, "This is the perfect button for everything that's going on." I like they had some weird choices, but like it was a it was a good. We can it was a speak good, openly and freely movie. about the choices because the spoiler people are not. In okay, there. Uh, Thor being fat was it was a stretch. Oh my god, it was my favorite part. <laughs> that guy, it was the I, best part. Guy, it was, he was, it was hilarious. Fine. Okay, like I understand that. Um, when he asked for Bloody Mary, relatable. No, okay. Why did you love it? Because I can push back okay. against. Um, I well, first of all, where the f is Captain Marvel the whole time? Okay, she's supposed to be saving the world. Where is she? You, Nobody you... cares about these other planets. We know that already. All right, we <laughs> only care about Earth. All right, and we barely okay. care about yes. Earth. Yes. So, she came in. She came through in a clutch. Yes, but for, okay. First of all, my biggest beef obviously was why the white man got to save the world. Okay, because I talked about this at length, and it, it just the women set them up for that though. You, there's a big scene where all the all the all the women Avengers squad. Captain Squad, Marvel got smacked by Thanos, and then, and then, uh, tell me when I'm lying, got smacked by Thanos, and then Iron Man picked it up and saved the world. That was my number one beef, and I, I don't know why I didn't associate the big announcement from Chris Evans as being done as Captain America, that he was <laughs> at some point either going to die or transition on, and people are going to be so mad about black Captain America, and I am so hyped for no, it, I was Captain America is my least favorite Marvel character. 
That's no, that's fair, and that's a that is. And a, now there's Blackie's my second favorite. That is good. I I I was I was reading comics when they switched over to the Black Captain America, and I was excited that they brought that into the cinematic universe. I obviously don't want to see Anthony Mackie play Captain America in his own film. Like no, Why? thank you. Unless Spike Lee's directing it, I don't want to see Anthony Mackie do anything. It's gonna be a TV show. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, probably straight to that Amazon or not like the new. Disney streaming thing. Yeah, because ah. Anthony Mackie is... I love him to death, but he's a, he's a television star. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 can, I can see the, the handing over... I don't know about any of it, honestly. Like, it was... I'm going to rewatch it and have a good time rewatching it. The you battles, have to rewatch the it. The battles were, were great. Uh, I think everyone having trouble moving on five years later was a, felt a little forced... That's a whole storyline. Yeah. It seems like you don't like the movie at all. And you don't get any of the points of the movie. Focus groups. Focus yeah, groups. If, everyone, if half the planet disappeared, you know, like the Bible says it's going to happen, then <laughs> the people would have focus groups. Spoiler okay. alert on the Bible, too. Yes. I mean, we read Revelations. Okay, it was, but it was very, it was very fun. It was a, it was a great, it was a great button uh, on a series that, you know, arguably went too long. Uh, in the Marvel <laughs> Universe, you know, just what it is. There was a lot of reveals. I, I don't have a problem with any part of the movie. I enjoyed all of it. I thought it was an incredible watch. And I don't, I don't, there was nothing that I would have changed about it. Yeah, except the, for Captain Marvel needed to save the world. So maybe the most important thing. Loser Power Rankings. rankings loser Power rankings, rankings. These are the losers and losers of the week. Okay. Regular season record. Do, 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 do. Don't do it. Can we get one of those things? What? I, I just want the like DJ button. We'll get sound. We gotta get soundboard. Oh my god! We gotta get soundboard. Must. Just it's the most fun thing about doing radio is that you can just press those things and just get some cute up. Them. Quaz yeah. laugh just on command. Yes. <laughs> uh, 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 I know. I missed that. Put that down. Anyway, um, yeah, exactly. All right, thank you. We don't even need one. Just make the sounds ourselves. No, we do need them. All right, so the Bucks. Ooh. All right, so this look. I'm not gonna overreact to one game. You not? Mm, it just. They didn't look good you at all. You the group saying they look trash. They look trash. <laughs> so that seems like a reaction. <laughs> I'm they, just saying, like, it seems like you reacted. They did look good at all. Like, 112 to 90, and then you got Giannis, 7 for 21. He got to play way better than that. Yeah. And I don't want to overreact to the whole MVP conversation. I wish people would stop doing that, because the MVP award actually is a regular season award. Correct. And he did have an excellent regular season. They had the best record in basketball. So, yes, he he does deserve to get the MVP of the regular season. However, it's looking like the Celtics are going to dominate this series. And I'm, mm. I try not to overreact to one game. I try. I try. But they won on the road, and it was so convincing. And Celtics just look great. And they just look like they have so much more talent than Milwaukee. And it just did not look good. And I, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going sweep or anything ridiculous. I think it'll still go six. But I, I just I just don't think it's going to be a pretty series. Like I was very excited for this. I thought it was going to be just back and forth and talent and fireworks and who knows? Maybe tonight will be that. But I don't. I just it was not impressed. Well, how bad did the Sixers look against the Raptors in Game One versus? But I expected that though. Versus I what they but you expect the bounce back from the six from the Sixers. Um, I didn't expect it to be a, a now, short series. Because like, now I, I'm thinking I'm they surprised. might win. The, they might win the series. I was thinking the Raptors. Everyone does that regardless. from game to game. It's like whoever wins has the momentum and it's over. I, I, and I'm, I realize I'm doing that, but they didn't. 
the Raptors didn't look horrible in that game. They just lost. Like, you're going to lose games in these series. That's okay. how, like, unless it's the Warriors last year and you're going to sweep everybody. Like, that's. Bucks can't be that? I, I don't. No, I don't think the Bucks are going to get swept. I'm not being that no, I'm dramatic. saying just they can just have lost the game. Um, I'll say defensively the way they look. Game one at, at home. Yeah. Like you need to, you could have lost that game, but not like that. Yeah. Like you can lose game one, but not like that. So like I don't have a problem with the Sixers winning. Like go win on the road. You should do that if you're if you are legit. You should be. Able, you have to win on the road if you're going to win the series. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I don't think that the Raptors are done at all. I think the Raptors are still going to win that series, but I, I, I just don't. I was just not impressed with the Bucks. It was trash. It's got to do better. Al than Horford that. stepping up. All right. Defending. So um, Dabo Swinney. So he uh, he just signed a ten-year, ninety-three million dollar contract extension. Dabo Sweeney. 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 Anyway, he, it's almost ten million dollars per year, and uh, then he he had a he had a, a, a quote that's now circulating because I, I, anytime that a, a coach gets a big contract, mm-hmm. everyone starts digging up like stuff that they say about paying players, right. and you know people start talking about paying players, which is a fair conversation because players don't get paid as we know, and ten million dollars a year is a lot of money. Ninety three million dollars is a lot of money for anyone. So, and not that he hasn't earned it. And not that that's not the marketplace for the top level college football coaches. There's nothing egregious about this contract other than the fact that his players don't get paid. Mm -hmm. So this quote actually is from, I believe, like five years ago. It's not a recent quote. So it's kind of a little bit of fake news going on out there. Do a tiny bit of research. You know, like Josh Rosen, read books. Anyway, so he, he did talk about paying players five years ago. And he said, as far as paying players, professionalizing college athletics is that's where you lose me. I'll go do something else because there's enough entitlement in this world as it is. Now that's an annoying quote. I, I, I'm 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 with everyone on the annoyance level of that quote. Like there's very little self awareness in that quote. One college athletics is a profession. That's why you get a check. Woo. So yes, there it's already True been that. professionalized. You're not volunteering your time. Right. And yes. neither are the players. They get compensated in a scholarship and room and board and some money for food. So <laughs> and an, and some an, schools and an schools. education joy. Oh yeah, that's the one. Did I say tuition? Yeah, but the the they yeah, don't say tuition as much as they say education. You're getting an education that costs money. You have to play football to get that. Education does cost money. Yeah. Student loans are a pain. I yeah. get it. And I'm with you that you should get an education. It's very important. And I'm also with they should be compensated for any likeness of the, of them that is used. Mm-hmm. And they should get a portion of, of these, these bowl monies that these colleges get. And there's, they should have health insurance after they graduate or after they finish playing for your team. Because these guys sometimes have... Debilitating injuries, mm-hmm. and then they don't have insurance. Right. So all those things I just said are facts, and this quote is annoying. And I hate when people talk about entitlement in these situations. Like, don't throw that word around. It's it's always back to like the millennial conversation of like people like uh, everyone's just so soft now. Like everyone just wants things given to them. Okay, there's a little bit of the the given the given to them thing going on. I I can admit that I was a better better intern than some interns I've had experiences right. with. Not here, of course, but I'm saying like in general, some people don't want to work as hard anymore. Right. And there's an effect on social media and right. maybe Instagram is ruining people's minds. Who knows what it is? But it's just it, this quote feels like it. And I get it was five years ago, so maybe he has a difference of opinion now. I'm sure he probably doesn't as far as paying players. Yeah. But it just it feels a little. I'm I'm okay with this because Dabo Sweeney is someone who was a walk-on, 
earned a scholarship, played for Alabama, was very poor. His mom lived in the dorms with him while he was at Alabama. So, like, he's experienced how hard it is to be a college athlete and have no money and still try to make ends meet. And now he's found success coaching. And I think he's got a lot of respect from people who he does coach and recruits because of that. And he's lived it. So I take what he says with a a dose of like actual reality because it's coming from a position of real knowledge. He's been through it. I feel you. But just because something was that way doesn't mean it has to always be that way. Just because we like we struggle differently than, you know, our kids are going to struggle with certain things, you know, just that doesn't mean we have to still do that. Right. Like, I think we, I appreciate, you know, research more than, say, my, you know, two-year-old nephew will eventually because I remember having to go look stuff up in the dictionary yes. as opposed to Googling Ooh. it or no, going no, to the encyclopedia fair. or going to a library and typing in the kind of book that I need and then go walk and get it yeah. and put the smelly book on the table <laughs> yes. and try and look through the book Dewey for Decimal the part that I need. Yes. Right. So maybe I appreciate it a little bit more. But that doesn't mean that this system isn't much more effective and I don't prefer it that way. And yeah. it's better for everyone. Um, all right. Finally, number one. Uh, so... People that don't like things spoiled for them. I'm not going to continue this trend, but we are going to talk about spoiler alerts. So yes. don't worry. We're not going to tell you what happened. Right. Although at this point, I am going to say if you are out there on planet Earth and you have not seen Avengers Endgame or you haven't seen this week's Game of Thrones, I don't feel sorry for you. I have just we, we kindly dismissed everyone. I'm right. not going to spoil it for you. Maybe you had something going on this weekend. Okay, so you, you have a pass. Yeah, um, he's, he's staring at me yeah. like he is waiting for me to say. John Hill is mean mugging me right now. Like I, just, I felt like my mother she was felt, about to she, scold me. She felt me. the heat on her neck yes. and turned around. Like he is waiting for me to spoil this for him. I'm not going to do it. Trust me. You guys didn't get it out in the 20 minutes. Well, no, because well, no, we're, we're, we're talking about. We're not talking about. We're not going to spoil it. We're, we're talking, talking about, about spoilers. So Sean McCoy went and saw Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. and immediately left the theater and tweeted the biggest part of the movie Mm. and spoiled it for however many hundreds of thousands of followers he has on his page. I, in fact, hadn't seen Avengers yet and saw the story trending and immediately swiped away so I didn't have any inclination of what happened other than the fact that I knew he spoiled it. And people were crushing him for it, and rightfully so. Even Marvel, even, and the stars in the movie made a conscious effort, don't spoil Endgame, Trending on Twitter, all everyone involved yeah. in the movie, like, please don't spoil it because this has been 11 years in the making. If I'm correct on that, I think it feels right. Yes, I feel like yes. I read that. No, yeah, um, you're right. John Heller is covering his face right now. I'm sorry that you don't appreciate anything fun, but these are facts. People like to enjoy these things, all right? And they're huge fans and have time and money invested in their lives in this. Mm-hmm. And, and it, Shady saved some people some time and some money. No, he ruined it. something so, incredibly fun. Okay, Look three at, hours? Look at and look at how mad John Hill was about to be at the thought that I might say something, <laughs> no, let alone me no. actually saying something. He may never speak to me again if I would spoil but it. To your to your point, you said if you haven't seen it, you don't care, right? I'm the people, saying, I'm but, just, but I'm saying the people who are the hardcore Avengers in games and Game of Thrones watchers have filters on their timeline excluding specific words and trending. And that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't care that much. I would rather see. I've seen some spoilers. I saw the meme that said. Don't. <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. 
This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. If you, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Like, I'm not going right. to walk around the office and be like, bro, can you believe this happened at the end of the movie to a random person? Right. And then have them stare at me and say, no, because I didn't see the movie yet. Because right. that's just a jerk thing to do. Yeah. And I will, so I will ask, have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Well, then we can continue this conversation. Right. Yes, have course. you seen the movie? Yes. No, I haven't. Please see the movie so I can talk about it with you. But you only have a certain amount of time before I care about your opinion about it anymore. And so people are out there complaining like, oh, people are tweeting about Avengers. I haven't right. seen it yet. Oh, stop tweeting about Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Bro, bro. Okay. As far as Game of Thrones, I have no sympathy because Game of Thrones has been doing this thing for a long time yeah. now. If you are a true Game of Thrones fan, it matters that much to you. Watch it when it's on. Right. If you can't do it, get up early for work and watch it in the morning. Okay. The yeah. Or just stay off of social media. Yeah. The East Coast version at six, too. Yeah, I mean, there's way there there's ways around it. Yes. Endgame, I have much more sympathy for because like some people have some stuff going on the right. weekend. You couldn't get tickets. You can't watch it from home. Right. Yeah. So exactly. So yeah. I have a lot more sympathy for that. But at some point or another, it's like if it, you can't crush everyone else's fun. Like we all yeah. need to have fun too. We need to ha we need to be able to talk about this and have fun too. We can't was... can't protect everybody. And you've had you've had like six days now. But yeah. the day you leave the theater, right? Yeah. It's it's. You haven't even given everyone an entire weekend. Yeah, that's that. I mean, LaShawn McCoy has made football players look bad since he started playing football. <laughs> so I think this is just on par for I him. just can't. I can't. I, I, it's, you can't do it. All right, what's in the culture report this week? Season 8, Episode 3 of Game of Thrones titled The Long Night features some of the series' most celebrated characters terrified and ready to fight for their lives against the Night King, who is apparently so cold hearted and icy that he's immune to fire. And speaking of spoiler alerts. Who run the world, girls? Who won the okay, here's how everything played out. The Lord of Light gave Melisandre the power to light it up like a big and give the best advice in the Seven Kingdoms. Leanne and Mormont ain't scared of no giants. Brianna of Tarth is still better fighter than the Hound, always has been. And Arya Stark helps orchestrate the biggest comeback in television history since Tom Brady came back 28-3 in Super Bowl 51. Yes, thank you. Men fought bravely, but... It was the ladies of the Winterfell who ended the, the winter with a blade made of Valyrian steel in the Night King's gut in the backyard over there by the tree. <laughs> I could go on and on, but what did you think about the battle in Winterfell? Um, okay, so I hope anyone who watches Game of Thrones in here already saw it because there was no warning uh, whatsoever <laughs> about that. Uh, we know that you don't care, Heller. Um, and also, the thing, I just want to say this before I start discussing how amazing this episode was. Um, I, the thing about where like people act like everyone on Earth watches Game of Thrones, they don't. Half this room does not watch Game of Thrones. Yes. So, like, the memes about, like, nobody and then, like, oh, you watch Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. there's a lot of people who don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. So, it's really, it's okay. Like, it's yeah. not, it's no longer a thing that you don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, you guys talk to my girlfriend, Emily, about it. She really wants to talk to someone about Did it. She, did she watch it? Yeah. She, oh, yeah. I, I was, I like, asleep and she was trying to wake wow, me up. Wow, that must be so annoying for her. Because you, no, Earl, Earl doesn't watch Game of Thrones, but he will watch it with me. Yeah. And I've actually found it's very easy to explain Game of Thrones. Yes. When you just simplify it. Like, yeah. these are ice zombies. These people all used to fight each other. Now they don't fight each other anymore because they got to beat the ice zombies. Right. The she's families. an evil witch. Yeah. I don't know where she came from, but yeah. well, she's yeah. about Lord to die because yeah. she's secretly old. Mm -hmm. Like everything's very easy to explain. We just break it down to like the bare minimum of what the character is. Yeah, I, I, I when I find myself explaining it to Michelle and and I can hear when she's saying yes and agree and like under like I hear you when she's not hearing me. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. She doesn't get. It. She's like. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. all very simple. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's very simple. Once you just compare them to like other simple things, yeah. it's really, it's all, it's all ice zombies. Can we stop with the sports photoshops and memes and comparisons? Never! Like, like, this is a sports podcast. I'm, I, 
I don't want to see X meaningless character to me on Jordan's head. Like, shouldn't that be blasphemous no, to you, Joy? No, uh, it's not actually because what Arya did was Ooh. Dame level excellent Goat. in the clutch. Did not. It's like how do I not Walk expect off. that? Right? Yeah. Of like, course. She's as, soon as, the... she, as soon as she ran off, I was like, oh, I mean, it's a given. Yeah, like, where's Arya this whole time? Oh, she's flying to the sky. But the drop <laughs> move, the drop move was the coldest though, right? Because I thought she was gonna pull the uh, the uh, Loria Mormont, whatever her name is, little yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was gonna pull the giant move, yeah, 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 but no, yeah, yeah. like she got it with the hands. No, though. and 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 you could, if you watch it, she had, when she when the Ice King had it like that, like hemmed up. She had this hand in the back, so he uh, wouldn't even think about that hand, right? right. And then, so she yeah. dropped that, and then, uh, Yes, uh, she saved the whole world, yes. uh, as women tend to do. Winter And of course, over. as I originally predicted, right. Cersei chilling with wine no, is don't do this, unbothered don't do this, don't do this, do this. by all y'all foolishness. Y'all okay. gotta have the Night King, yes. let your army get decimated and turned into some more ice zombies. <laughs> I'm chilling over none here. Of, none of that's gonna happen uh, anymore. In, in the sun, I got all the wine I can drink, even though I do, I am pregnant, so I don't know how that's gonna work right. out. But like, there's, With their brother's baby. Yeah, so with the brother's that. baby. And yeah. so there's like lots of things going on, but she ain't involved yeah. in none of it. All I'm going to say is, we talked about how great it was. I thought it was one of the best battle scenes that I've seen on I mean, television. It's not, it's not better than Battle, battle of the Bastards. I, I, I was going to, it kind of, Battle of the Bastards was my favorite. Yeah, this was different. It was different. It was just different. It was more character driven, specifically it for was, the characters. It felt more um, important than yes. Battle of the Bastards. Like, yeah, oh yeah, you know for sure. I mean? Yeah, because Ramsey Bolton, like, come on, now, get out of here. I mean, he had to go. Yeah, you, you he had to, to get go, up. Go, up, go, 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 go. But I will say this, and what Jeremy was talking, was talking about earlier, I'm disappointed. He was mad. Why? I'm disappointed. You. So the rest of these three episodes, you going you going to go back to their storyline, talking about these kingdoms and who's sitting on throne. I don't care about the throne like that. What? That's I the whole, it's called Game of Thrones. I it care about, about these stupid Ice King. The first scene of the whole series was the the White Walkers hunting down somebody. So I was glued from the jump, and then now that now I, we don't know anything about these stupid ice zombies. I, I'm so glad we're done with them. Okay, the, goodbye. Thank you. The good characters are all still alive. I care about them. I want to know what happens that's with another, John. That's another and problem. Daenerys. Too many people survived. Too many people survived no, that battle. Too many people survived. That's crazy. We needed all the important people to survive. I need okay, Thanos coming in. Rest in peace. Pour some out for the homies. But we needed to find out who's going to be on the throne. Now, I got to find out what's going on with John Daenerys like right now. Forget it. Game of Thrones. Thanks for all you guys done. Appreciate y'all. No, it's not over. It ain't oh it ain't over. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you to Jordan Canada for coming Ooh. on with us. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. J A E E C A N. J Can. J Can, yeah, baby. J Can, like J, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Canada. Um, UCLA point guard and uh, Seattle Storm point guard now. Um, she was great. So make sure you go and follow her. Follow Brandon at Newman Show 99, myself, hey. Joy Taylor Talks, the podcast hey. Maybe I'm Crazy Pod, and subscribe on YouTube on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. And check Brandon out Friday morning for the up Maybe I'm Crazy Pod updates. Yes. Appreciate it. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Oh.